Amen. Welcome again uh, this uh, uh, morning to our service. If you're visiting with us, we're excited to have you here with us. And uh, I am very, very excited about our theme for the year, for 2015, which is Thrive. And, uh, you know, God wants us to thrive. And hopefully you feel that. Hopefully you sense that. And hopefully you sense that in your life now as we're going on. And sometimes you're thriving so much that you actually lose track of time. And, uh, you know, John mentioned that he had been married for 18 years. He's actually been married for 19 years. Uh, You know, you're just thriving so much that uh, you lose track of time. And so uh, it's been great just being able to go through uh, the series together uh, as a church to be able to uh, meet together in Glendale, start off the whole uh, theme on Thrive uh, for 2015 for our region. And, uh, of course, the last week we talked about digging deep. And uh, I thought it was such an important concept for us to understand the importance of digging deep and making sure sure our roots are solid, making sure that our convictions are solid, that we're basing our lives on what really matters. And uh, today we're going to be talking about reaching out. And really, uh, you know, that's what God wants us to do. God wants us to reach out. Uh, Not just dig deep, but that our lives would reach out, that our branches would be expanded, you know, that we would uh, continue to grow and grow and grow and have an impact. And I just love the words from the song Thrive that we uh, sang together on Sunday uh, at at our workshop, and uh, you were actually uh, hearing that uh, this morning as well. I'm not sure if, uh, yeah, here you go, there's an animation there for you, but, you know, the the, the words of the song, it says, uh, here in this worn and weary land, where many a dream has died, like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through, God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire, just to know you and to make you known. We lift your name on high. Shine like the sun, make darkness run and hide. We know we were made for so much more than ordinary lives. It's time for us to more than just survive. We were made to thrive. Into your word, we're digging, uh, we're digging deep to know our Father's heart. Into the world, we're reaching out to show them who you are. Joy unspeakable, faith unsinkable, love unstoppable, unstoppable, anything is possible. And so, you know, God wants us to thrive. God wants you to thrive. God wants you to have a life that is not dreary, that is not dry, that is not devoid of meaning, but that really reaches out and has an impact, that your life will have an impact, that my life will have an impact. That's what God desires of us. That's what God wants of us. Amen? Amen. And, uh, you know, the book of Ezekiel talks about that incredible vision that we read a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I love just that last verse in, that, in, in, uh, in uh, verse 12 in chapter 47. It says, fruit trees of all kinds. And in this vision, you basically you see some water trickling out from the temple. And then the, the trickle becomes a stream. The stream becomes a river. Then it becomes such an incredible flow that no one can cross it. And it, it, it feeds into the Dead Sea. It brings dead things to life. And then uh, we see then this scripture, this verse in verse uh, 12 in chapter 47. It says, fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their, will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit, because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food, and their leaves for healing. Yeah, I love that. It says that, you know, they're going to flourish, right? Uh, they're going to grow. 
They're going to thrive. And I love that. It says they're going to provide food or nourishment. And uh, they're also going to provide healing. And you know, that's what the Bible talks about us. We are meant to be fruitful. We're meant to have an impact. We're meant to make a difference. Amen? And so we are meant to nourish the church and also to heal lost and broken world. That our leaves would provide healing. That we would have impact in other people's lives. That's what God's vision is for us. Amen? And my, the question this morning is, do you have this vision for yourself? I mean, do you look at yourself in this way? Do you think of yourself in a way that, you know what, God wants me to thrive. God wants me to have an impact. God wants me to nourish others. God desires that I am able to heal others. And that's important that you and I look at ourselves that way. That it's not just coming from God saying, I want you to do this, but you and I have that vision for ourselves. To, to not just live ordinary lives, right? But as the song says, we were meant to thrive. And you know, Jesus talks about this in John 15 and verse 5. And He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. It's not like it's going to be an option. It's not like it's, it might happen, it could happen, you know, but, or it should happen. It's that it will happen. If we remain with Him and He remains with us, and the Bible promises us that this is part of just our identity. You will bear much fruit. It says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And if you look at the context of this verse, he's talking about his love. And that fueled by his love, we will bear much fruit. And it all comes down to that. Loving God and loving others more than ourselves. You know, I was uh, uh, talking to someone that's actually a, 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 a police officer. And uh, just talking about the different people that are uh, present when there's an accident. And you have different individuals, you know, around an accident. If you think of an auto accident, a, 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 you know, a kind of a, one of those difficult situations, you, you of course have the bystanders. You have the people that just come and then they look. And if, you know, you're in the freeway, it's all the people driving by, Right. And how do you know? Because everything just slows down. And why does it slow down? Not necessarily because everyone wants to be safe. It slows down because everyone's rubbernecking, right? Everyone's kind of looking and what's happening, what's going on. And, and it could be an accident maybe in a, in a local street where, you know, the people come out, the, the, uh, the neighbors come out and, hey, what's going on? What's happening? What's going on here? You have the bystanders, you know? And then you have the police officers. And that's who this, this person was. And the police office is basically there to, to see what happened. To just, you know, to, to figure out who's at fault. To assign fault. To, to say, you know, this is what went wrong. This is what needs, you know, uh, needs to be paid for or there needs to be consequences for. And then you have the paramedics. And the paramedics are there just for one reason. And that's to help the person who's been in the accident. And that's to heal the person who's been in the accident. To be able to Help that person survive. And you know, I think that spiritually in our lives, when we think about reaching out, we can be one of those three people. We can live our lives just as bystanders. We're just kind of seeing stuff happen and we're kind of rubbernecking in our life and we're like, whoa, hey, did you see that? And Whoa, hey, did you see this? And whoa, hey, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? And you know, reading the tabloids and reading the news and you know, wow, look at everything that's happening or, or listening to the latest rumor in your office or in your school or you know, in your neighborhood. 
And we could just be bystanders. We could also go in our lives, much like the Pharisees did in the first century with Jesus, and be like the police officers. And say, oh, look what happened to so-and-so. Yeah, that's what they had coming. You know, they don't, they don't believe in God, and they don't read the Bible, and, and look what happened to them. Look at the consequences of their sin. And, and we can basically judge other people and, and look at everyone around us and think, well, you know, I'm glad that, you know, I go to church, and I'm glad that I read my Bible, and I'm glad that, you know, I was baptized at one point, and I'm not like those other people that don't do that. And we could be like the, the police officer, assigning blame and assigning judgment, judgment and figure out who needs to pay and saying, well, you know, they're getting what they deserve. You know, they're, they're this or they're that. And that's why they're getting what, you know, what's happening or what's coming to them. But I think God doesn't want us to be like the bystander and He doesn't want us to be or make us to be like the police officer. God made us to be like the paramedic. God made us to be like the person that goes and the only thing that we're there for is to help. The only thing we're there for is to heal. The only thing we're, we're there for is to help someone survive. You know, that, that's what God wants us to do. And so I want us to think about this thought when we think about reaching out. Because Jesus reaches out to you, reaching out is what you do. Now think about that. I think we need to kind of really make sure that sticks in our hearts. You know, because Jesus reaches out to you, reaching out is what you do. You know that John 15 scriptures talks about, hey, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And he talks about his love and the fruit that comes from his love is that, you know, I've given you my love, now go love one another, you will bear much fruit. And so if Jesus reaches out to you, and notice I didn't write down there, if Jesus reached out to you, because we all think that, hey, Jesus reached out to me. If you're a Christian, if you're a believer, a follower, hey, Jesus reached out to me. But you know what? He continues to reach out to you. This morning, He's reaching out to you. Yes, maybe like John, 19 years ago, He was reached out to. And it's been so awesome that He just loses track of time. He thinks it's 18 years, you know? So many great things have happened. But, and you can think about in the past. You think about, hey, you know, when God reached out to me, and, and you know, it, it was so great. And, and that's good. It's not bad to look at that. But God continues to reach out to us. Today, the world is pulling you in the opposite direction. And Jesus is still reaching out to you. He's reaching out to me. He's saying, come on, Raphael. Hey, come on, let's go. You, got, you, know, you know the life you're supposed to be living. Why aren't you living it? And so because Jesus reaches out to you, then reaching out is what we do. It's just who we are. Is we are men and women who reach out. Amen? So I want us all to go to the book of Matthew chapter 9. Because we're going to look at a passage here that talks about the life of Jesus with His disciples. And you know, Jesus really is a story of God reaching out. Of God saying, hey, you know, I love you so much. And I am not going to be the bystander and just see everything happen in this world and see the destruction of sin. And I am not even going to be the police officer even though I am just and I am, I am holy. You know, and just kind of assign blame and assign judgment and say, well, you know, these people are getting what they deserve. I am going to be like the paramedic. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to serve and I'm going to give and I'm going to heal and I'm going to help them survive. And so Jesus is a story of God reaching out. 
of God sending His Son to this earth so that you and I, who are basically the victims of accidents, terrible accidents, would have an opportunity. And so Jesus reaches out to us. And so we see this story. Uh, you know, Jesus comes, of course, to this earth and He begins His ministry. We see what's going on here with His disciples and, and His view of the world, which I think should be our view as well. And I, I think that's important. And you think about those three images of a bystander, a, a police officer, and, and, and a, a paramedic. And it, it's really perspective. It talks about how you view things, how you view the world, how you view your circumstances, how you view your situation. And that is so important, you know. How we view things is so important. Because it really describes what our identity, our primary identity is. Amen? Well, in uh, Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35, and all the way to verse 1, this is what the Bible says. It says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages. So this is Jesus now. This is God reaching out in the form of Jesus. He's on this earth. And, he, and this is what He's doing. Jesus went through all the towns and villages. So not just some towns, not just some neighborhoods, not just, you know, I'm going to San Gabriel, but I'm not going to San Marino. And I don't really like Temple City and, you know, Monterey Park. Okay, maybe I'll go there, but Alhambra, I'm not sure, you know. I mean, he was going to all the neighborhoods, all the towns, all the villages. Even Rosemead, right? It says, towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. I mean, so this, this is Jesus. This is, this is God's response. Him reaching out. And this is what the action is. You know, He's going around. He's teaching. He's proclaiming. And He's healing every disease and sickness. And the Bible says that when He saw the crowds, you know, here He has an opportunity to be a bystander. Because he saw the accident scene. Because when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Because they were harassed and helpless. Like sheep without a shepherd. So it says that you know, he saw the accident scene. He saw the world. He saw the situation. And the Bible says his heart went out. He had compassion on them. Because they were harassed and helpless. Like sheep without a shepherd. I mean, just think about that perspective. His perspective was, it wasn't, he had compassion on them because they're such sinners. I mean, they're so bad. You know, they deserve all they're getting. It's so different, the perspective. And you think about that. How does God look at us? How do we look at us sometimes? You know, we look at us like, man, I'm a sinner. Man, I am terrible. Man, I am no good. You know, and we just kind of drag our sorry tail to church. You know, like, oh, here, you know, God, please forgive me. You know, I'm doing bad. And yeah, hey, we need to repent and we need to change. That is part of it. But it's amazing God's perspective that it's important that you and I grasp. It says he saw people who were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Aimless. And he goes on, he says, and he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. He says, you know, well, there's so much, so much opportunity for helping people. 
Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his house, harvest field. He says, you know what, we, get it. we need to get a bunch of paramedics out there. We need to do something. We need to get this going. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him, so he kind of gets things rolling and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. And so Jesus basically sees it. He sees the need. He does not act only like a bystander, and he doesn't also just be a police officer. He decides not only to himself be a paramedic, as he sets the example to do, but he sends out 12 more. And then the Bible says later on he sends out 72 more. And then, you know, the charge goes to everyone to go and make disciples of all nations. Not to be bystanders, not to be police officers, but to be paramedics. To be out there helping and loving and giving to people. You know, that's what we talk about when we talk about reaching out. We talk about looking beyond just ourselves. We talk about looking beyond even just, you know, digging deep and making sure that I'm strong and I'm doing well. And that's important because you can't reach out if you don't dig deep. But reaching out is talking about looking beyond ourselves. Looking beyond our, our, our little boundaries that we set for ourselves. And lifting up our eyes and looking and seeing. You know, uh, there's a new phenomenon going on, and you might actually have seen this in some infomercials, but uh, they're talking about, uh, uh, I think, you know, they call it different names. Uh, they call it, you know, net neck. Uh, they call it, uh, you know, kind of uh, phone neck uh, or, uh, or uh, eye neck. And that's that people, uh, it's actually changing the physiology of people, that people are so much looking down at their electronic devices that they are basically always like this. And so what's going on physiologically is that people's back of their necks are stiffening it up and they're growing a, uh, a hunch. A hump? A hump? Hunchback of Notre Dame, you know, a hump. And uh, not only that, but their, their gowls right here are expanding. They're basically, this is expanding and getting loose. And they're getting all wrinkly down here, like getting really wrinkly, prematurely. So uh, what the wrinkles that you would see in somebody that's much older, you're seeing in someone that's much uh, younger. And that's because people are basically just spending their life like this. You know, they're going around like this. And, uh, you know, there were some, so many pictures of this, uh, of crowds in, you know, these busy cities. And it's amazing, people are just kind of walking around like this. And, you know, we can go our lives spiritually like that. We can have electronic necks spiritually. You know, we're just kind of looking just down. We're, 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 we're just focusing on ourselves and focusing on our own stuff and focusing on what's going on in our lives. And we're not looking out. We're not seeing what Jesus sees. We're not seeing what's really going on. Oh, hey, you know, did you hear about so-and-so? You know, uh, yeah, you know, the, you know, so-and-so's mom in our elementary or, you know, so-and-so work, co-worker down. Did you hear about them? You know, oh, yeah, they got divorced. So, yeah, I saw it on Facebook. Yeah, it's too bad. You know, it said married and then later on it said, you know, single. You know, and, you know, oh, that's too bad. 
And we could just kind of go around our life just too batting the world. You know, it's just too bad, you know? Eh, sad for them, too bad. But not really having compassion. Not really having a heart. Not knowing that God has planted us here for a reason, for us to be able to thrive and to reach out and to be fountains of compassion, fountains of help. You know, we talked about this a while back. And, uh, you know, that, that the church is not like a cruise ship. You know, sometimes we think about the, the church as a cruise ship. As, you know, you get on a cruise and why are you on the cruise? You are there to be served. How many people have been on a cruise right here? Okay, so there's a number of you. Eh? A lot of, you know, a lot of cruisers. Yeah. And so you get on this cruise and, you know, you get to eat here, you get to eat there, you get to eat here, you get to eat there as much as you want, you know. And everyone's there to serve you and there's all these funny things going on to entertain you, you know. But the, the church is much more like a, uh, uh, a military vessel. You know, it's much more like an aircraft carrier, much more like, you know, one of those uh, vessels where every single person is there for a purpose. And we talked about how the church is not like a hotel. It should not be a hotel for the comfortable. It should be a hospital for the sick. You know, we should be mobilized as people who are there to help and to serve other people. Amen? That's what it's all about. So let's talk about reaching out specifically. What does that mean for us? What does it mean for us when we think about, hey, you know, because Jesus reaches out to you, then reaching out is what you do. What does that mean for us practically? Well, what does reaching out mean? In one, in one sense, it means serving. It means serving. Now, just recently we had this incredible project out at La Casa San Gabriel, right? And Oscar did a great time-lapse video of the, uh, you can see it on Facebook, of of the mural, and just so much great work was done, and it was all in, in, uh, in uh, commemorating Martin Luther King's birthday, and celebrating that by going out and serving, right, going out and giving. And one of the sayings that Martin Luther King would always say is, basing it on Matthew chapter 20, he would say that, that everyone can be great, because everyone can be a servant. You know, maybe you're not good at this thing or that thing. Maybe you're not good at math. Maybe you're not good at, you know, X, Y, Z computers or electronics. But you know, everyone can serve. You know, everyone can serve. And so, part of reaching out is us waking up in the morning and thinking, hey, how can I serve today? Who can I serve today? You know, have you thought about that as you wake up in the morning and thinking, you know, how can I serve today? At my job, how can I serve today? How can I serve somebody today? You know, in your neighborhood, have you thought about that? You know, how can I serve today? Maybe, you know, this morning, uh, the trash cans, you know, or tomorrow morning, the trash cans are supposed to be out. I'm going to go take out my neighbor's trash can as well. You know, and my neighbors, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a little bit physically challenged. I'm going to go help them out. Or I'm going to do something for somebody. Maybe it's in your school. I'm going to serve today. You know, when they pass out the sign-up sheet of who wants to come and, and serve at school, I'm not going to just run away, you know, like, oh, you know, that's not me. I'm too busy. But we miss so many opportunities to serve because we are too busy. 
Have you thought about that? Yeah. We miss so many opportunities to serve that really don't take that much time. But we are just too busy. And so one of the great things we can do is, is serve. And God has given us all talents. You know, using your talent is a way that you and I can serve. And what a great example, you know, the mural. I, I'm not, that's not my talent. I wish that was my talent. Honestly, I wish, I, I, I spent my whole childhood checking out books from the library. I spent a lot of time in the library. But checking out books from the library on how to draw. I did. I mean, I'm serious. A lot of books on how to draw and, I, you know, how to do the, you know, the shapes and the circles and, you know, kind of do the face and the cross. And I never, I could not learn how to draw. I couldn't do it. I wish I could, but I couldn't. That's just not my talent. And I remember my friend, uh, Fred Perino, he was, an, he was incredible. I don't think he spent, he, I don't think he read any of the books. <laughs> and I remember going on the bus. Uh, how many of you guys went to school in a school bus? Wow, there's still some people there. I mean, I went to school in a school bus. And so we'd go on the school bus, and one thing you know about school buses, there's the green seats, right? No, no uh, seat belts. You guys, remember, you guys think about, wow, that's amazing. I mean, all kinds of kids, no seat belts. And, uh, and they're bouncy, right? So I remember just going, and doom, doom, bouncing, you know, bouncing to school, bouncing back to school. And he would take out his, his pad, his notepad, he would take it out, and I'd say, hey, can you draw me a dragon? The bus is bouncing. And he would just like, draw this amazing dragon. Hey, can you draw me a cartoon of George Burns, you know, smoking a cigar and, and selling, you know, uh, uh, trading missiles for hostages. Can you draw that, you know? And, 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 I mean, the bus is bouncing and he draws this incredible cartoon with dialogue and everything. I'm thinking, wow! It could be as still as anything. <laughs> I can't draw any of that. But you know, you do have talents. And that's such a great way to serve. And to think about, hey, you know, I, I can do something that someone else can't do, and I can serve. And I remember starting, you know, school with my kids and thinking, hey, this is an opportunity for me to serve. And sometimes, you know, you think, well, you're in the ministry, and you're so busy, and you got so much stuff to do. And, and you think, why are you going to lose opportunities to serve and give just because you're, quote, unquote, too busy? You know, I, I, I remember I was in AYSO. And uh, the first time I went to a, a ceremony, opening ceremony, there were no speakers. Uh, you know, there was people speaking for a long time. And all the kids were out there, and there was a sun, and it was hot, and they were out there for a long time. My kids were there, I was there, I was sweating. And uh, this person was going on and on and on and on and on, and no one could hear them. Because there were no mic, no sound system. So the next year, what I did is say, hey guys, I, don't worry about it, I'm going to bring the sound system. So I got the brothers, you know, in the car, our sound system from the church, and I took it out to the opening ceremony for AYSO soccer. So, yay, Rosemead Park, we have a sound system. But the people, you know, instead of, they thought, now we have a sound system, now we can go twice as long, you know, so they went really, really long, and... They just, the kids were out there like, oh, it's like, oh, why did I bring a sound system? And, and, uh, and so then, then they, you know, we talked about it. We're going to do an opening ceremony, you know, and we need an MC. And I'm like, well, I speak in public. I'll do it. 
So I became the MC for AYSO Region 40 Soccer for I don't know how many years. A lot of people know me as the MC for AYSO Region 40 Soccer. That's how they know me. But you think about that and you think about, hey, getting to know people and saying, oh yeah, I, I want to go to that church. Is that the church where the MC for MAYSO 40 Soccer Raphael goes to? And, and it just opens doors. But there's so many ways, and it's great to see so, so many parents here that I know are, are involved in that way. Amen. Serving in that way, but knowing that you're doing it for a purpose. Yeah. To be able to have an impact serving, amen? amen? You know, another thing we do, not only we serve, but we share. Mm-hmm. We share. And what is sharing all about? You know, sharing is caring. Have you guys heard that? Oh, yeah. So the opposite of that would be sharing is not caring? I mean, that's pretty much, right? That goes along lines? Yeah. And so sharing basically is taking what God has given you and giving it to somebody else. That's what sharing is. Now, how many feel that God has given you just a lot? Okay? How many of you feel shortchanged by God? I feel like, you know what? I think God just skipped me over. You know, I think He went blessing, blessing, blessing. Oh, what was that? Blessing. And you're like, you just somehow lost, you know, you didn't get it. You know, God has given us so much. And so think about, are you, are you, you know, taking what God has given you and sharing that with somebody else? Sharing your story. You don't have to be a Bible, you know, scholar to be able to reach out to someone. All you have to do is sharing your story. Your story is incredible. It's incredible. You know what? It's incredible you're here. It's a miracle you are here. It's a miracle. It's amazing. You should not be here. I don't know if we're getting the point right there. It's, it's a miracle. Now let me tell you, let me give you a case in point. I, was, I became a Christian in college. I was a college, in college, a student at UCLA. And, uh, you know, I lived my life in the world. I, you know, I was in the marching band. And, you know, my life was away from God. And so when I, be, when I started studying the Bible and became a Christian, I was still living with my roommates. None of them went to church. I, I, they all came to church, but they didn't, you know... They didn't want to study the Bible or learn anything about God. And, but I remember one time I was sitting down with one of my roommates. And this was about maybe five months after I had become a Christian. Decided to follow Jesus. And I was sitting down with my roommate eating lunch in uh, the North Campus Eating Facility. I was sitting down there and I was eating with him. His name is Emilio. And one of the sisters, Jennifer uh, Crowder, who uh, is now Jennifer Becknell, came up. And you know, if you know Jennifer, she's like, She's just bold. She just like says whatever she thinks. And she's like, you know, confident. And so she comes up and she goes, hey, what's going on, guys? And I say, hey, Jennifer, how's it going? Hey, this is my roommate, Emilio. And oh, this is your roommate, Emilio? Yeah, Emilio, you, so you, how long have you known him? Oh, since I came to UCLA, we're in the band together. And like, oh, wow, it's great. And, and he says, hey, Emilio, can I ask you a question? And I was like, <laughs> he said, yeah. He, he said, uh, so how was Ralph? Before he started coming to church. And you know, there was a, I was, that was my silence. I think, in my mind, every, everybody became silent. In the, you know, everybody. And you know what? He, he goes like this. He looks up. And then he looks at her and he says one word. Pathetic. You think, what? Well, you know what? 
He nailed it. Uh, you know, that's, that's a good education for you right there. I mean, one word describing. I mean, that described my life. And you think about for uh, so many of us, our lives have been enriched in so many ways. And so sharing is taking what God has given you and giving it to somebody else. Sharing it with somebody that's telling you. Somebody, hey, listen, let me tell you what happened to me. Let me tell you why my, my, my outlook is this way. Why my marriage is this way. Why I work in this way. Why, why I smile all the time even though you think some things are not going well in my life. You know, so we share. You know, and the last thing when we talk about reaching out, not only do we serve and we share, but we shine. You know, Jesus has talked about this. As he does say, let your light shine. Do not hide it under a bowl. Just let it shine. So that people will glorify God. You know, we think about that. We think about, well, you know, I don't want to show my good deeds. Because that would just be prideful. What the Bible says is, it says, you know, make evident your good deeds to others. So that they will praise God. You know, letting our light shine is so important. It's being who you are. You know, one of the great things is uh, when we were at, uh, serving and painting, the, the director of, uh, of the place that we went to serve, he was so like, he was so excited. He was excited. He was kind of bouncing back and forth. And, and he just like, this is great. You know, you're probably, let's say you're, you're the director of the place and, the, and people say we're going to bring volunteers yeah. and they're going to do this and that. And you're like, all right, we'll see. <laughs> but, you know, he was so shocked. And he said, you know, he says, he says there's an energy and a spirit here. Wow. And you know what I think? None of us, we, we didn't get together like before we came. We didn't know, okay, everybody meet in my house. Before we go, uh, you know, to La Casa, everybody meet in my house by Washington School. Because we got to get ready, okay? So everybody meet in my house. Okay, before we go to La Casa, hey, God, everybody's ready? You know, get fired up. Let's go get encouraged. Smile. Serve with a smile. Don't be dragging around. Okay, everyone ready? Everyone ready? Yeah, ready? Okay, let's go. Okay, then you go and everyone's ready. Yeah. We just all showed up. And you know, the way that we showed up, was shining so bright, you might not even have taken a shower that day. And you're thinking, why? If I'm going to get all dirty, right? Well, I'm, you know, I'm going to waste water, the drought. And so you showed up, and just being who you are made an impact. Just being who you are. I don't know, maybe you were just, maybe you weren't even working at the time, and he saw you, and you were just kind of got your coffee and your donut, and you're just walking by. But just being who you are, just being you, just being a Christian, just being somebody whose life has been transformed and changed and made, putting that out there is important for us. Amen? Reaching out. You know, we think about, we reach out because Jesus reaches out to you. Reaching out is what you do. You know, that's who we are. And so I want to give you a challenge today. Okay, I want to give all of us a challenge. This is a challenge, as much a challenge to me as it is to you. And uh, I think if we do this, I think we're going to be able to see so much impact because of God. 
And this is a challenge. Let no day pass without reaching out. And I want you even to think about today. I'm not going to let today pass without reaching out. May that be serving somebody. May that be sharing my faith with somebody. Or may that be just letting my light shine. I am not going to let today. And so I made that commitment. You know, every day, at least once, I'm going to reach out to somebody. At least once I'm going to talk to somebody about God. At least once I'm going to talk to somebody about my conversion. I'm going to talk about how pathetic I was in the past. <laughs> and how much God has made me less pathetic now. Where I have a hope and a future. And I pray that we make this decision. You and I, all of us together, to thrive in the 1-5. And that you and I would dig deep. And we would reach out. Amen. May God bless you. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Appreciate Ralph giving us a great message. Let's close out our service together by singing a song we, we may or may not know. Or maybe we haven't sung in a while.